0: Greetings in the matchless name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. It's uh, such a joy and pleasure to be speaking with you. Uh, An important announcement, Uh, we'll be having our Good Friday uh, service and Easter service at our new venue uh, where we are constructing life up. Uh, Of course, the work is not over, but it is... Uh, um, we are pushing to get it ready to have our service there so even though the building won't be fully complete but it will be good enough um, to have a service so you can contact the number given for more details Um, we would love to see you there um It will be a bilingual service. Morning 9am we will have. Both on Good Friday and Easter. Okay. See you there. Last week I spoke on something very important. I spoke about adoption. Ecclesia. And uh, heart healing. I was speaking from the book of Ephesians. See. See. It's so important. I want you to listen to that message at least a few times. There is so much in that one sermon um, to unpack. So I want you to listen to it again and again. See, um, every time we listen to it again, some we'll get light in some fresh areas. So it's important that we do that. So now... Come with me to Ephesians 1 again. Uh, I want to show you another connection. Let me read it from the Amplified Version. Verse 11. In him we also were made God's heritage and we obtained an inheritance. We, We obtained an inheritance for we had been foreordained, chosen and appointed beforehand in accordance with his purpose, who works out everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his own will. So we have obtained an inheritance and, uh, you know, we have been foreordained and appointed in accordance with his purpose. Who works out everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his own will. So once you understand the design of his will, we understand that God works out everything to accomplish that will. And what is that will? The will is that we have been adopted as sons who has an inheritance Okay, and I already told you uh what biblical adoption is all about uh, written a book called Divine Adoption, and it's being translated into Malayalam, Hindi, and Telugu, which should be out in a couple of weeks time um, yeah, and also my new book swallowed up by life is getting ready and I'm hoping that also will be out soon. We'll keep you posted. So adoption in biblical language, it is not about taking someone who is not your child and doing some legal arrangements and making uh, him, or her your own child. That is not what adoption is in biblical uh, language. The word huyothesia is presentation of mature sons. Right? Presentation of mature sons. So when a son attains maturity, when then the father takes him and declares. Hey, he's my beloved son, Huyos, and he's mature enough to carry my name. He is mature enough to represent me. He is mature enough to sign a business deal on my behalf. He is uh, mature enough to, uh, to appear instead of me and say things which is as good as me saying it. So, that ceremony of presenting a mature son is called Huyothesia adoption. So we, God's primary purpose regarding us, as we saw last week, is that we should be presented as mature sons to this world, to this creation, to the angelic power structures, everything. We should be revealed as manifested sons. We should be revealed as uh, the Hios, uh, Jesus himself. You know, Um, when, when we are revealed like that, see, that's where inheritance come into play okay verse 14 the spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance the first fruits the pledge the foretaste the down payment on our heritage in anticipation of its full redemption and our acquiring complete possession of it to the praise of his glory so there is an inheritance and holy spirit is given as the down payment as the assurance as a pledge that this inheritance would be fully actualized by us okay so there is an inheritance um that inheritance is not going to heaven right that inheritance is um, uh, is the glorified body which is preserved for us in heaven, which is ready to be revealed How do I say that? you know if you listen to the messages that I have given earlier, you will find that because that is not uh my message today, so I'm not going to go into that. I've just said it. so just take it like that, okay. I want you guys to know something. Let's let me pause here and let's go to Old Testament. In Old Testament, you have an inheritance promised to Abraham. What is that inheritance? That inheritance is a land, canon land, right? Canon land. And that inheritance was given as a covenant promise to Abraham. But Israelites went into slavery. And God delivered them from slavery. God brought them out of Egypt. He redeemed them from Egypt. Why he redeemed them from Egypt? What is the purpose of redeeming them from Egypt? The purpose is To receive the inheritance. Are you getting what I am telling? God did not bring Israelites out of Egypt for the sake of bringing them out. God brought them out to take them in. So because he had inheritance in mind, that's the reason he bringing them out. It's not like God brought Israelites out and he was discussing, okay, we have brought them out. Oh, what can we do now? Okay, let's, let's send them to Canaan. No, no, no. Inheritance was promised co- covenantally to Abraham years ago to uh, before Israelites were in Egypt. But God, since God was faithful to that covenant promise, he brought them out To take them in. It is so important. He brought them out to take them in. So, every Israelite who was in Egyptian bondage was given the promise that I'll bring you out and take you in. And they all came out of Egypt, but all did not enter in. Many died in the wilderness only Joshua and Caleb two guys who started from Egypt fulfilled God's purpose of entering into inheritance are you guys getting what i'm telling see that's the let's talk about new testament in the new testament Okay, we call Egypt as world or sin or whatever it is. Okay? And we are redeemed from it. Why? To go to heaven. See, this is where the narrative has gone bonkers. This is where the narrative is corrupted. Inheritance is not going to heaven. Inheritance is not going to heaven. Inheritance is glorified body inheritance is we being swallowed up by life swallowed up by life that our entire being swallowed up by zoe that is the inheritance promised to new testament so what does egypt you know sin and death Operated by devil. Yeah. So sin and death. Operated by devil. Deliverance is from these three. But just deli- being delivered from it. And not entering in and receiving the inheritance. And dying and going to heaven. Is like Israelites Coming out of Egypt, but not having faith enough to possess the inheritance. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, they came out. Yes, they experienced God's faithfulness. Yes, they experienced God's miraculous provision. Yes, they uh, experienced miraculous deliverance. Yes, they are people of covenant. Yes, they are people of promise. In fact, let us talk the language. You know, yes, they are saved people saved from egypt but they are just experiencing the from aspect from aspect you're saved from but you're not just saved from you're also saved into something that into is the reason why god wants to bring you out this is where christianity has failed you know where we have exalted the sin narrative About the inheritance narrative. That's why I explained to you last week in Ephesians 1. Sin is just coming in one verse. The entire chapter. Through whom we have received the forgiveness of sin. That's it. Yeah, that is necessary. Forgiveness is necessary. But that is not the main thing. That is not the main thing. Yes, we need to come out of Egypt, but that is not the main thing. The main thing is possessing Canaan. So, what, what, what is the reason? What is the reason? People couldn't in Old Testament? Because of their, Bible says, because of their hardness of heart. Because of their hardness of heart. Because of their unbelief, they could not enter in. Same. In other words, the hardness of heart and unbelief can be called as immaturity. So, what stops us from receiving the inheritance is immaturity. I will read... From Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 onwards in the Amplified. Uh, Now what I mean is that as long as, as the inheritor is a child and under age, he does not differ from a slave. See? A or inheritor. As long as the inheritor is a minor, N-E-T and Passion Translation says minor. Here it says underage. As long as he is a child. Nepios. And underage, he does not differ from a slave. So, as long as he is a minor, child. Nepios. There is no difference between him and a slave. Although he is the master of all the estate, because he is an heir, because he is an inheritor, he is a master. He possesses all things in paper. It belongs to him legally. It is his right. But he cannot access it. He cannot inherit those things. He cannot Uh, enjoy those things, experience those things because he is still a minor, he is still an apios, he is still a child and there is no difference between him and a slave in that house. What does a slave get? Slave gets food, clothing, shelter. Yeah, that's what even that child gets. The child also eats, the child also has, uh, you know, house and uh, child has everything but can can the slave uh, do some business can um, slave uh, child uh, can a slave uh, sign a check no he doesn't have access so is the child who has not matured who has not attained an age even though everything belongs to him but he is not matured Therefore, since he is like that, he is under guardians and administrators or trustees until the date fixed by his father. Domestic tutors, says Passion Translation. He is under domestic tutors who would train him. What is the uh, um, purpose of the domestic tutor? Is to make the child mature. So we Jewish Christians also, when we were minors, were kept like slaves under the rules of the Hebrew ritual and subject to the elementary teachings of a system of external observations and regulations. He's saying, as long as we were under the law, the law was the tutor. Because we were immature and we were no different from slaves. Do this. Don't do that. Do this, don't do that. All those instructions had to be given because we were immature. Our hearts were hardened. We didn't know anything better. We were childish, not childlike. Jesus said become childlike. But under the law, we were childish. Yeah, We were immature. But when the proper time had fully come, God sent his huyos, son born of a woman, born subject to the regulations of the law, To purchase the freedom of to ransom, to redeem, to atone for those who are subject to the law, that we might be adopted and have sonship conferred upon us and be recognized as God's huyos. And because you really are his huyos, God has sent the Holy Spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. If a son, it follows that you are an heir by the aid of God through Jesus. So the inheritance is for a mature son. He was born under born of a woman. Let's take Jesus like right? Jesus Jesus was born as a child he grew up he grew up in wisdom and in stature and in favor with god and with man yeah so the humanity side of jesus right had to grow up in maturity favor with god also he had to grow up favor with man also he had to grow up in wisdom and stature as divine as his divinity, he cannot grow up, right? But as a humanity, he had to grow up. He had to mature. And he was uh, born of the spirit. Listen carefully. Yes, he was born of the spirit. He was born from above. We are also born of the spirit. We are also born from above. In our born again experience. Right? Then, even though he was born of the spirit, he had to mature. And he matured and he matured and matured. From age 12 to 30 was silent years. Nobody knew what happened. All we knew was under the Holy Spirit, he was growing up. Maturing. Reading scriptures, meditating on prophecies, listening to stories from his mom, and he's maturing, maturing, and finally, 30 years of age. Whew. No fanfare, no pomp and show. He just walks, and there is his John the Baptist, you know, baptizing. In the wilderness, crying out, There is this one who is coming after me, he is greater than I am. He's saying all these things, and here comes. You know, already John the Baptist has seen the vision that upon whom the Holy Spirit descends, he is the Huyos, he is the mature son. Okay, and it took prophetic eyes to acknowledge Jesus. Because there was no halo around his head. There was no, you know, big crowds following Jesus. There was no miracle signs and wonders. Just through prophetic eyes. You know, John understood. Jesus came and he had to summit. He had to summit. He had to summit. Kneel down in front of John the Baptist. John the Baptist says, no, 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 no. I should be baptized by you. You are greater than I. Jesus says, no. No. You don't understand. See, if Jesus has not matured, if Jesus' heart is not secure in his identity, do you know he would have never done that? He would have never knelt down in front of John the Baptist. If it is you and I today in our context. If we are Jesus. (laughs) And if we hear John the Baptist is baptizing. How you would walk in. What you would have told him. Hmm? Look at Jesus. Humble. Humble. Mature son. Humbling himself even under human authority, because he considered it as divine authority. Yeah. He was subjected to his mom and dad when he grew up. And then he was subjected to John the Baptist. He did not jump. He acknowledged the forerunner. He did not say, hey, John the Baptist, you know, he doesn't know anything what he's talking about. No. He honored him, submitted himself, knelt down, and the heavens opened. And Huyotisiya happened for Jesus, where the Father Himself says, This is my beloved Son, in Him I am well pleased. And He says that, and the Holy Spirit descends upon Him, on the mature Son, and there began the power packed Zoe giving time of Jesus for three and a half years he goes on circuits just giving life why he has manifested himself as a son with the fullness of the spirit spirit without measure right Uh, read John 334, the one whom God has sent to represent him will speak the words of God for God has poured upon him the fullness of the Holy Spirit without limitation. The fullness of the Holy Spirit without limitation. Look at these words. Everything is important. Fullness of the Holy Spirit without limitation. So, the fullness is available right now. As I showed you last week, the fullness of the Godhead is waiting to be revealed through the body. But what kind of body? You know, where does fullness come? Where does fullness come with to ephesians 4. Verse 13, These grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness in the faith, until we'll all, until we all experience... The fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally we become one perfect man with full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed in the abundance of Christ. For the fullness to manifest, what should happen? Body should mature. Body should mature. Fullness is related to inheritance. Inheritance. which is again connected to maturity how does maturity work maturity works maturity is defined by your capacity to deal with immaturity right maturity is nothing but your capacity to deal with immaturity when somebody is behaving immaturely if you also behave immaturely then you are not mature but but when you're mature even though no matter how the other person behaves, you can behave maturely. Right? Because you're able to handle immaturity. And that is related to your heart. And that is revealed as I've been kept telling. Relationships, money. These two things Reveal how mature we are. How we handle relationships and how we handle money reveals the health of our heart, reveals the maturity, and that is connected to the fullness and the inheritance being made manifest. That's why I'm saying we have to work on our hearts, and that 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 is only possible in a community. See, when you just come and attend the service and go, nothing happens. But when you interact with people when you talk to them and that's where things are challenged. All our brokenness comes out. All our insecurities come out. The lies that we are believing come out. So many things, all these things come out. And when those things come out and you work, with the love of the Father being poured into your hearts, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the fullness will manifest. Yes, you will see it. You will see it. And when it manifests, still it won't affect your identity. You will not build your identity with the stuff that's happening in and through you. Only thing will matter is the father's affection over you. That is the hyothesia. That is adoption. Where a generation are bothered only about father's opinion and nothing else. What they have, what they possess, in what they are able to do, what they are able to build. Nothing of those things matter to them anymore. All they care is what the father thinks. And from that place, they are free to use things. They are free to enjoy things. They are free to, you know, uh, use and manifest and do what not. The inheritance is, is not a simple thing. Simple deal. Let me read from First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 onwards. Celebrate with praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us His extravagant mercy, for His fountain of mercy has given us new life. We are reborn, meaning born again. I've been saying this. I have to repeat it. I can repeat it week after week. But still, it won't be enough. When we say we are born again, it means we are born of God. To be born of God is to be born of a seed. To be born of a seed makes us divine kind. So from humankind, you're born again as divine kind. Because you're born of a seed. A mango seed produces mango. Orange seed, every seed produces after its own kind, Genesis says. Every seed produces after its own kind. So, When we call him Abba Father, it's not because metaphorically we are calling him Abba. It's not that we are calling him spiritually Abba. Because we are the literal sons. And Jesus is our elder brother. My goodness. If this gospel doesn't blow your brain out in excitement, I don't know what will. Jesus is our elder brother. Why is Jesus calling Abba? Is is he because metaphorically, spiritually, theologically, he is Abba? No, 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 no. No, he is his father. There is no other father to him. So when we are born again, we are born of the father. Begotten by him. Born of His seed. How this happens? Yeah, we your old creation, but no, the old, that's why he died. Last Adam, finished everything. So how we are born again? See, look at the next word. We are reborn to experience a living energetic hope. How we are born again? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So the entire thing happens because of the resurrection of Jesus. So when God raised Jesus from the dead, we are all born again. Born of God. But just as Jesus was born of God, but he had to mature. He had to mature to receive the fullness. Yes, he was born of the Spirit. Yes, he was born of God even as a child. But he had to mature and when he matured whatocytosis <sharp inhale> happened we are reborn into a perfect inheritance we are born again for an inheritance that can never perish never be defiled and never diminish It is promised and preserved forever in the heavenly realm for you. Through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time. So, this inheritance, when it manifests, that will be our full full salvation. Spirit, soul and body. So when this inheritance that cannot fade away is revealed, our full salvation is accomplished. So this is what the inheritance is all about. This is why I said it is the glorified body. Spirit, soul and body, everything together. Full salvation. For which Holy Spirit is the inheritance. Holy spirit is the down payment of the inheritance. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1 onwards. Even if these bodies we live in are folded up at death like tents we will still have a God built home that no human hands have built which will last forever in the hev- heavenly realm. Okay? So what did we read in Peter? An inherit inheritance that does not fade away. The inheritance that does not get defiled, is reserved for us in the heavenly realm for us. Then we read Second Corinthians 5 from NET. For we know that if our earthly house, the tent we live in, is dismantled, we have a building from God, a house not built by human hands that is eternal in the heavens. For in this earthly house we groan because we desire to put on our heavenly dwelling if indeed after we have put on our heavenly house, we will not be found naked. So whenever it talks about heavenly house, earthly house talks about this body. Heavenly house talks about glorified body. Okay. For we groan while we are in this tent, since we are weighed down. Because we do not want to be unclothed, but further clothed. So that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. We do not Want to be unclothed. Meaning we do not want to die. But we want to be further clothed. Further clothed. What is that further clothed meaning? That mortality. Might be. Swallowed up by life mortality might be swallowed up so that's my new book swallowed up by life okay will be releasing in two weeks mortality might be swallowed up by life now the one who prepared us for this very purpose is God say that after me The one who has prepared me to be swallowed up by life is God. Right there it says, Now the one who has prepared us for this very purpose is God who has given us the spirit as a guarantee. Who has given the spirit as a down payment. So in Ephesians 1, when we began, I showed you we have an inheritance and Holy Spirit is the down payment of that inheritance. And in Peter, I showed you that inheritance is reserved, which cannot be defiled, which cannot fade away, which cannot grow old, which cannot decay because it is preserved in heaven for us, which will be revealed in the last time. When it is revealed, it it will be our full salvation okay so it is not just coming out it is going in what is going in receiving the inheritance but there are people who are coming out and just dying in wilderness who are not going in they are not fully accomplishing the purposes of god so to fully accomplish the purpose of god you have to receive the inheritance in in order to receive the inheritance the spirit has been given as a guarantee what is this That mortality might be swallowed up by life. And he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given the spirit as a guarantee. Are you saying? It's very simple. It's very clear, crystal clear. So why has it happened? Why has it happened? Because the body has not matured. The body has not matured. That's exactly what I'm saying. When the body attains the full stature, full stature, then the fullness will be released. And when the fullness released, all these things will happen, which would ultimately be tie, you know, if you tie this to uh, Romans eight, verse twenty-two onwards. For we know, I'm reading from NET, for we know that the whole creation groans and suffers together until now. Not only this, but we ourselves also who have the first fruits of the spirit. Remember Ephesians 1, first fruit of the spirit, down payment, foretaste, pledge. And 2 Corinthians 5 says, spirit is the guarantee of what? Look what it says. We who receive the first fruits of the spirit groan inwardly as we eagerly await our Huyothesia. What is (laughs) Huyothesia? Look at that verse. I want you to see that. Can't miss these things, my goodness. We have received the first, first fruits of the Spirit. Okay? We are waiting for Adoption. Meaning, we are waiting to be fully revealed as mature sons. We are waiting for the manifestation of the sons. You know, we are waiting to be fully revealed as sons. Why? Maturity. When we are mature, we will be revealed. Waiting for our adoption. Dash, waiting for our adoption. The redemption of. Our bodies, the the inheritance is related to the redemption of our bodies. The redemption is connected with the glorification of of our bodies. Inheritance is not going to heaven. Canon is not going to heaven. Are you getting what I am saying? See, even Moses died in the wilderness. Does that mean he has not gone to heaven? Moses also died in the wilderness. Yeah, but he went to heaven. But he did not receive the inheritance which was promised to Abraham. That is the point. Going to heaven is not an issue. Anybody can go to heaven. Right? But it's about the inheritance. The fight is for the inheritance two people only two people joshua and Caleb stepped into inheritance so w- people keep asking oh then why didn't it happen why didn't it happen why didn't it happen for others why didn't it happen yes it didn't happen because the body has not matured and it is the job of the fivefold to mature the body of christ but as long as we play the institutional Game body will remain immature because the institution is designed to keep the body immature because institution is like that. What do you say? Uh, what we read in uh, Galatians four, it it keeps treating you as slaves. It cannot bring you to maturity. Look at, come with me to Galatians 4 again. Galatians 4 verse 9 amplified. Now, however, that you have come to be acquainted with and understand and know true God, are rather to be understood and known by God. How can you turn back again to the weak and beggarly and worthless elementary things of all the, of all religions before Christ came? Whose slaves, you once more want to become? He's saying Christ has come and all slavery has been broken. You have been brought out of religion. But Galatians were getting back into religion. They were getting back to the law. They were getting back to the institutional religion that they are acquainted with. That's the reason why book of Galatians were written. Anybody, you know, any theologian worth its salt will understand that, will know that. Hey, why are you going back to the law? Is the entire theme of the Bible. Uh, the entire theme of uh, the book of Galatians. So here it's saying, Hey, Christ came so that you can mature and become mature sons and operate in fullness. That's why he has given you the spirit of adoption through whom you can cry out above father. But you are just getting back to religion, getting back, getting back to all these rituals and keep doing the same thing. Do you want to become a slave again? See, so you observe particular days and months and seasons and years. Sunday is the most important day. Yes, this comes in the context of Jewish religion. But now Christian religion, Sunday is the only day they can feel God. Sunday is the only day that God will speak to them and touch them powerfully. Because you are going to a service. right? Just like how people thought we have to go to temple to connect with God. That's exactly where we are back at. You observe particular days and months and seasons and year. I am alarmed about you. Lest I have labored among and over you to no purpose and in vain. Brethren, I beg of you. Become as I am. Free from the bondage of Jewish ritualism and ordinances. So, in our context. Brethren, I beg of you. Become as I am. Free from the bondage of Christian Ritualism and ordinances. For I also have become as you are. You did me no wrong. So the point is I want you to see the connection between divine adoption and inheritance and maturity. Last week we saw about divine adoption, ecclesia and heart healing. This week, I want you to see the connection between divine adoption, inheritance and maturity. See, scriptures can't be clearer in in what it says. So what is stopping us? We playing church, we playing religion. We have to go full on after the reality. And how do we work on our immaturity? When we move towards one another in deep relationships, automatically every immaturity will come out. And when you keep addressing it in the light of the love of the Father, that's how you become mature. When you become mature, then the fullness can be entrusted, the fullness can be released. Yes. yes. Libri di riantro malocolo, re bala carbine, te la bronte, shelebra cadil quente. Labrana nanana, labro de le mene, lebro di nemeni, labro di niantra cadaradirie. We want the fullness to be made manifest in our generation. We don't want religion. We don't want ritual. We don't want ordinances. Weak and beggarly elements of the religious world. You have given us an inheritance. You have given us the spirit of Hoyothesia. You have made us joint heir with our elder brother. We are born of God, born of the seed, incorruptible seed, born again for an inheritance that cannot be defiled and cannot fade away. We do not want to be Israelites who hardened their hearts and missed out the inheritance but we want to be like Joshua and Caleb who are men of faith who believe the goodness of God who believe that God can not only bring us out but take us in yes we believe in you we believe in you we believe in you we believe in your faithfulness we believe in your faithfulness Thank you for making us one with you. Bone of your bone, flesh of your flesh. One body, two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery. I'm talking about Christ and the church. Thank you Lord for you have made us one. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Exciting times ahead. Exciting times ahead. So I want you to listen to these sermons again and again and again and again and take these scriptures and meditate it till it becomes part of you. Yeah. Yes. And I thank God for each one of you for generously giving. Generously giving. We really appreciate your generosity. As I told you, your walk, wo- pushing to get the building ready as soon as possible so that we can have our gatherings there, you know, so thank you for your generous giving. Uh, God has been so, so, so faithful in our lives and we celebrate his faithfulness and can't wait to see you in person at the new venue during Good Friday and Easter. Contact the phone number for more details. God bless you.